You're listening to The Pseudo Show. I'm one of your hosts, Michael Edwards. And this is your other host, Justin Edwards, his brother. And this is our first episode since joining the Sunrise Robot Podcast Network, which is very exciting. Yeah, congratulations. Really exciting. Yeah, and uh, we have a special guest with us here today to help celebrate, Juliet Edwards. Hi. Hello. (laughs) Another Edwards. This one uh, comes to us from France and is my wife. Yep. So yep. nepotism, the show. It's, it's good. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the pseudo show, we like to talk to artists, filmmakers, musicians, etc., and just hear about their stories and how they became such people and influences and where you come from. And um, I think the same goes for you. Um, to start us off, why don't you tell us a little bit about your background? And you're not American. That's your first thing you should address for us. <laughs> that's the number one thing people say about me. She's French, so she's don't not worry American. About it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you have an accent. Okay. You're French. Yeah. Um, yeah. So people always ask me how long I've been in the states. How many years? Um, so when did I come? Uh, oh, seven. Yeah. Okay. About eight years, almost? Eight years, yeah, almost. And uh, I always lived in L.A. until recently this year. Been uh, in Boston for a A couple of months now. A little Boston journey. So you came to L.A. because you were going to film school? Um, Or was that originally some other reason? Uh, First it was just to travel, I guess, to see something else, then... France, because <laughs> I, I re, I my mom has a friend who lives in LA, and she said, "Oh, maybe you can stay with her for a couple of months and just see how it goes." Because I loved everything about United States and movies <laughs> and Los Angeles, and I wanted to go, and so I stayed there. And then I met these people who worked for uh, this European network, Canal Plus, and so I started the internship with them. And then they said, hey, if you like it so much here, we could sponsor you uh, and you could stay a little longer and you could work for us. And so I ended up having a uh, working with them for a year and a half. So what kind of work was that? I was a mainly production assistant. That's how I started. You know, I they, they were production companies. So I was in charge of the tape library and. Just going on shoots with them and, uh, you know, doing the lighting for them and all the so <laughs> little stuff. help us out if we're not in the film industry. Is production assistant just a catch-all for does a bunch of work on set or what kind of stuff? Um, yeah, on set when they're out shooting. So they were doing, you know, they were talking about the Hollywood scene. So the movie's coming out. So I would, uh, yeah, go out with them and help them when they were because they had this uh, this weekly show with this guy who was hosting, and then he was talking about the premieres that he went to. So I would go to premieres with them too, and just I wasn't doing much then. You were assisting, assisting <laughs> with the just, production. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And then coffee. Not even not that, that low. Okay, you they started really ahead cool. of most people. A little I above was just gopher. Doing, oh, and I was... No, what I was doing a lot was transcribing interviews for them. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's pretty low. Though. So... <laughs> yeah, but I love doing tedious. it because... Did you have I one of those, like, tape... Maybe not tape, but machines with, like, a foot pedal so you could advance and rewind on transcription? Or was it just, like, here's an audio file? Yeah, and that was basically it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. And it made me work on my English, so it was great. I love doing it, actually. Okay. <laughs> it was great. There's something about those, like tedious tasks that you kind of just get into a rhythm and just knock out that can be kind of satisfying for yeah. a while and then you're like oh wait no yeah well maybe i can do something else <laughs> but you're an editor and that's what editing is so had you done any editing before <laughs> uh moving to la and starting this production assistant stuff no no not at all nothing i, I love movies and i i knew i wanted to work in movies but i didn't know what exactly and um, and then the editing has just basically started with this production company because they they would you know edit edit these little stories about so yeah they went to this movie premiere and they would talk about the movie blah, blah, blah. 
and then show B-roll of the of the movie and so they had uh, two or three editors working on that and I started just uh, basically I was on Final Cut Pro and I just digitized the footage that they had so that's that was my really my first uh, experience with huh. post production world. Okay. Did you like it immediately or was that yeah. something? Yeah. Okay. I thought I was yeah, that was great. And then and then uh, we went to uh, the Cannes Film Festival, and so they had a bunch of uh, they shot a lot of stuff there, red carpet footage. And then when uh, when uh, we went back to LA, the my boss told me, "Hey, maybe if you like editing, you can put a little something together, you know, a little story, and see if you like it." And so I did it, and I <laughs> I sent it to. Um, um, AFI, because I that's, that was my uh, the American Film Institute, yeah. film mm-hmm. program for yeah. editors to uh, to um, let's see, uh, apply. Yeah, yeah. It was in the, in my application package. Okay. Nice. Is it hard to get into AFI? I'm just curious. Been, I have no idea. Depends I've been on told the. That uh, it was, but. Yes and no. I think it depends on the discipline because they break it up into um, editing, production design, cinematography, directing, writing, editing. And the big ones are directing, obviously. Writing is tough to get into in cinematography. But I know every year they're opening up and desperate to find more production designers and producers. And occasionally they're like, we also need some editors. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know that those are the in-demand film study programs at AFI. So you might, if that's your thing, you you probably have a good chance, especially if you're any good, then you blow right through the uh, competition, especially if they're just like, I mean, we need people. <laughs> I was really surprised that I got in. I really didn't, I didn't have any experience just these three months editing this, you know, little <laughs> stories. It was, I couldn't believe it. It was so great. Yeah, it was awesome. But you had a knack. They were recognizing, oh, she knows at least how to tell a story. Tell a story. Yeah, that was the basic stuff, I guess. And that's number one. Edit for performance. (laughs) (laughs) Well, tell us a bit about, um, so that's kind of your rookie experience in at least getting into editing. Before then, you grew up all in France. Um, what What were some of the shows and movies you were into that kind of kept you, like, oh, you love the movies? Uh, well, my number one, uh, TV show that I watched over and over again is, was Friends. <laughs> I'm a really, really huge fan of that show. I haven't watched it in a long time, but every time I watch it. It's all on it. Netflix now. You can binge it. It is. I know. Time to start over. I'm, I don't, I don't know if I should cause it's going to be really what if, bad. What if it's not as good as you remembered it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure the first seasons will be as good as I remember. The last, the latest seasons were not as great. So. Was that but, in uh, French, overdubbed, or English? What was your... Oh, it's English. Okay. With subtitles. I couldn't stand the French. <laughs> overdubbed. Overdubbed because it was industry. terrible. What does Matthew Perry's overdub sound like? No, I mean, his voice was... I like his voice, but it's just it, it it fit his character, I guess. But just not as funny, you know. You can't tell the same <laughs> right. jokes; it doesn't work. Same puns, yeah. 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 So, friends, what about uh, what were some of your all-time movies growing up like, as a kid? Would you have copies of that you watched over and over, over and over again? Uh, well, the Spielberg movies, but those I watched in France in French. Sorry. Any certain ones? What like one? One yeah. you'd call out. Uh, very, I mean, E.T., uh, Jurassic Park. Yeah. yeah. Um, Indies. And Indiana Jones. And I remember this scene in Indiana, the third one where the bad guy melts at the end. You know, he drinks the, the wrong cup. Oh, he gets old. That's yeah. the old one. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. That, that's right. Yeah. And I was just... I, I was so traumatized. You have after chosen watching it. poorly. Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't watch it for three years. Or something. <laughs> that line but, still comes out in conversation with people, just like you yeah. have chosen poorly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I always, yeah, I say that to my students too. I say choose wisely, and they're like, "Oh no, what does that mean?" Because <laughs> they know it means I would die if I choose wrong. That scene. But you love it too. You always yeah. you're like, yeah. For me, the first Raiders is that. For me, I could never watch first the scene where they're escaping from the snakes and all the skeletons come out of the walls. Yeah. I always close my eyes there. And then, yeah, the melting at the end. <laughs> yeah. Forever. Really One of our yeah stayed. standard VHS copies you watch over and over except for those parts. So, um, that's good. What about um, cartoons? You have a lot of... Uh, Aladdin. Aladdin was the, one of oh the TV series, Aladdin? The, the... Or just the, the original movie. Disney, yeah. Okay. From 92, I think. Uh-huh. I knew all the the songs, um, but in, in French. French. <laughs> okay. So it's not even Robin Williams. No. Oh, they have somebody else doing Robin oh, Williams. Of <laughs> it was, and the guy who was the he was the the guy who was dubbing uh, Bruce Willis. <laughs> so it's it like Bruce Willis guy. was doing the genie. It, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, has Bruce Willis ever done a Disney movie? I don't uh, think so. The kid. Uh, well, that I mean, a cartoon. <laughs> I feel like he's done a lot of off, like DreamWorks kind of yeah. animation. Like he was an not. ant or something. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh. We have to check this out. Well, that's so. That's kind of your general all time is friends. You like Spielberg stuff. I liked uh, the ninja movies too. The uh, three ninjas. <laughs> three ninjas. <laughs> <laughs> so. Growing up past your childhood likes, is, I mean, are your tastes have obviously changed or grown? Is there? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we all still love Indiana Jones, but yeah. like, is there something you would point to now as like kind of your like, oh yeah, that's the kind of movie that is really up my alley? Uh, I think about it. Not really. No, I like <laughs> to watch everything. I don't really have. It. I've. Um, I've been working on this documentary, and so now uh, I like to, I'm curious about watching new documentaries that I can, you know, see on Netflix or whatever. Because I didn't, I never, I never really watched documentaries before, and it's just been yeah. f- maybe three, three or four years since I've started to, yeah, yeah. I, I'm interested. I just interested. went through some of David Attenborough's nature ones. Mm-hmm. And uh, watched the one on eagles, and yeah, I still hate birds. They're even worse now. <laughs> <laughs> you should watch it and then be like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Bastards. <laughs> uh, what did you just watch? Documentary? You were just watching something. Today? Tonight? Yeah, I just watched uh, Man on Wire. Oh, I haven't seen yeah. that one yet. It's, uh, it's, it's so, yeah, it's, it's really, it's amazing. It's great storytelling. Uh, this guy who walked on the wire between the twin towers, French guy, and it was like I think it was in '74, and they did it without anybody knowing about it. They they hid in the rooftop, <laughs> nice. the rooftop in the twin towers, and they just he just did it. It was great. To and watch. now they're remaking it as a narrative film with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah. Oh, great! Yeah, mm-hmm. doing playing the French guy. Um, and and you watch a lot of TV. You watch much more TV than I do. I <laughs> yeah. think you're, you commit to series, and I just try series out. <laughs> <laughs> I do um, commit, yeah. When I like uh, when I like it, yeah. So what are some of your favorite series of the past couple of years? Uh, like The Americans. Oh, yeah, Shelby's into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Did you see they're launching some, like, major network ripoff of that, of, like, Soviet oh, yeah. spy kids? yeah. Oh, yeah, it's like the opposite. Which one is that again? No, it's not the one with Catherine Heigl. No, No, she was doing the remake of Homeland. Homeland. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's a different one. Uh, Yeah, they remade... And they always remake them for network TV, so you always just know to avoid. You're like, oh, wait, was that on network? Never mind. Um, Because they do, I mean, they have cool ads, and you're intriguing. You're like, oh, wait. On ABC? Yeah. Never mind. Yeah. It's going to uh, be another blacklist. Also, American Horror Story, you, yeah. you just finished. I finished. I binge, binge watched, is that how you say it? Um, the first three seasons. Very, hmm. yeah. Watched, it, watched them very fast. I really liked it. I was always curious about it. And 
Yeah. yeah. Just did that this week with Peaky Blinders. Oh, how oh, is yeah. it? What do you think? I think it's Netflix. it's decent. I mean, it's not House of Cards level to me or True Detective level, but it's it's a B. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's fun to watch Cillian Murphy and then eventually Tom Hardy. Yeah. I'm waiting for him to. A little bit of oh, Bane voice that. still, but... <laughs> So I don't want to get too far away. I mean, it's fun to just riff about favorite shows, but yeah. back to your craft of editing. So mm-hmm. you were at AFI. You obviously worked on some short films there. Um, anything you want to say about that experience? Or um, Very nerve-wracking at first, because the first uh, short that I had to work on, I had never edited a fiction piece before. I never worked on a scripted movie so yeah and it was of course really bad but (laughs) (laughs) um and then as i names then (laughs) no it's okay Uh, they know who they are (laughs) (laughs) but as uh yeah as i practiced we did we had to um edit six shorts the first year at fi so as i was doing it i you know, started to learn what editing was about, and and I I knew I liked it, so that yeah. was great for me. That was a good first year. So and then I yeah, sorry, I was going to say. Then I recruited you for my thesis film, and that's, <laughs> that's where we hit it history. off. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to ask. So just as an editor, you. If you were talking to other editors, you would probably all have like similar pet peeves or like, ah, when they dump this kind of footage on you or they do this. Mm-hmm. And like, what are some of those things as an editor that you're like, if you want to make me happy, give me this or I mean, beyond like coverage, like give me options. But yeah, well, you yeah, you always like to get what you need. But when you I mean, yeah, it always depends on the on the directors, of course. Um, I just remember this one time I was working with a great director and by getting all the footage he, he filmed, I, um, I don't know how I can explain it. You just had enough coverage. Yeah, I had enough coverage and I was really, it was the first time that I felt that I could really do a hundred percent my job Yeah, and, it and that it would work. Do you feel sometimes like you're just like, oh, I need to somehow make this thing yeah. duct taped together and work and I really don't have the pieces I need. <laughs> yeah, I've had that experience pretty recently. <laughs> and it was, uh, uh, it's just more work and then you have to make it, yeah, you have to make it work no matter what. And it's just, it's harder, but mm-hmm. it's challenging too. Or even uh, like sort of walk us through like your mindset is like, all right, you're 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 editing one scene and so... You've got some kind of wider shot and maybe some a, a handful of close-ups. Like, how do you piece that together or make those decisions? Um, well, I don't really know. You just look. Well, first you have you're supposed to watch everything you get, all the footage they give you, and then you just sort of. Uh, I mean, some people in the editors when they when they start working, they they put everything down on the on their timeline and then they pick whatever uh, shots work best or the performance they like the best and and then they start working on this puzzle. I've never worked that way, but I'm thinking maybe on the next project that I get, maybe I can see, you know, try that Mm -hmm. way too and see if it works for me. But I always look for performance and then, well, of course, yeah, if you want to establish a shot, the, the scene, it's better to get the wide shot at first and then you get made slow, slowly closer to the to the characters and what they're talking about, what the scene is about. When you are allowed to get to the close-up, because mm-hmm. I remember when I started uh, uh, editing LAFI, I was jumping um, to the close-up too early. They would say, hey, you have to maybe, you know, let the scene play first and then see you get yeah. to meet the characters and... So it's all those things that you st- you, that you learn as you you know mm-hmm. practice. Do directors or is anyone providing you lots of notes too, or is it kind of like handed to you to like you figure this out, or is it like <laughs> no, uh, just yeah, anywhere generally. across your experience? Yeah. Uh, yeah, directors. Yeah, they 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 watch the cut and then they give you notes, and then uh, well, the last movie. 
the latest movie I worked on, uh, I, well, how did it work? Yeah, I had a bunch of notes to work on. And then we had sessions to, to work together. And then the director picked their what was the best performance according to them or what the shot they wanted to use versus the shot that I used that maybe wasn't explaining the story as well or, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's just, a, it's a combination. It's all collaboration. With, yeah. yeah. And that's hit or miss too, depending on the director. So you worked on six at AFI and then the thesis film there and then you've done assisting work. On yeah. a lot of things. Tell us about assistant editing. That's kind of a world people just think you're an editor, but what is like the world of assistant editing in Hollywood? Um, so basically, you are in charge of helping the editor going faster with their work. And so you organize all the footage once it's shot and you label the takes. Um, uh, you make sure you organize them into, you know, scene numbers and everything so that they know what they're looking at. And then uh, once they start cutting, they give you the sequences that they work on. And then you have to do either sound work or picture work or or sometimes you look for um, archival. B-rolls. Uh, B-rolls, yeah. yeah. Um you make it presentable for the director to watch, basically. Because when the editor cuts, he doesn't always have the time to to finesse the sound, the mm-hmm. audio, or the. So you just make you make you make it look smooth. <laughs> you're yeah. like a, a tweaker. Yeah. Yeah. That's fun. And then you you're in charge of all the technical stuff. So when you have to do exports and stuff like that, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's. Generally, that's where an editor, if you wanted to be an editor, that's your career path, is you start doing that. If Yeah, if you want to work on shows, on TV shows, like, uh, I don't know, if I wanted to work on American Horror Story one day, I would have to go through this path, probably, because they never promote, you know, mm-hmm. editing jobs right out of the path. It's just, you, ha- you have to work mm-hmm. your way through, your way up. <laughs> yeah. So right now that's where I'm at. Uh, and you're right there. You're on the edge. I'm on the edge, yeah. So we'll see. <laughs> Is that a pop song reference? Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's, you, you did, well, this goes out saying you were the editor on Detective, 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 which we mentioned many times. And of course, that's Mike and I wrote this and we shot it in Alaska. Um, have you, what was your experience like working on DDD? You, you did everything on that one. You were your own assistant, yeah. too, pretty much. <laughs> that was great. It was, uh, yeah, I got the footage uh, the day we, you were shooting. I was on the on the, on the set, too. And so, um, yeah, how long? I don't remember how long was it the editing went for, maybe two months? I think after four weeks, we had our first rough cut. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So that was yeah, just a lot of work. Very fast. Do you have any favorite shots of that film? Uh, I love the, the shot on the lake when they will go, you know, they take this. Yeah, the reflective mirror lake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was great. Crystalaki. Yeah, Crystalaki. I think it's important to pick nice-looking uh, shots, too, in your... It's, uh, I mean, I the, la- the latest movie I worked on, I was an assistant editor, and the editor that I, I know a little bit, she's, you know, talked to me about editing and stuff, and she told me that it's always... it's Yeah, the performance matters, everything, but also nice-looking shots. You know, when, when, when you have to use B-roll for a scene or whatever, try not to pick... The, the scene with the garbage in the in the middle or whatever <laughs> you know just it's little things like that yeah. Yeah. was there anything it's funny because we actually just did some more edits on DDD last month based on how our screening went in Alaska so we we watched it again for the first time for a few months we're like oh we could probably lose like a minute there mm-hmm. so your job's never done <laughs> <No>. <laughs> there. that's why you have to pick it 
a date when you're picture locked and you you move on. <laughs> we're not we're moving not, on yeah. until we sell it. No, well, I'm going to keep. Oh, we're still we're still. <laughs> gonna do no, I think it's pretty perfect as it is. We lost. Yeah, we were at an hour and twenty five minutes. Now we're an hour and twenty three minutes in thirty seconds or something. <laughs> we lost ninety good seconds of. Good Matthew Clay confessional that didn't serve the story. No offense, but yeah. we felt it. We felt it in the crowd. We were like, "Wait!" It just got really boring and quiet here, and it's true because it wasn't keeping the story going. So was that was our yeah. What was he talking about? It was repetitive. It was just not necessary. So you believe in the focus group process? <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> and the reaction of. The- <laughs> This is, it was only the fifth time we've shown it to strangers. So it's always, that was the best one ever, though. Alaska really loved our movie and they gave us the best film in the category, too. So it showed. But um, no, it's really helpful, I think, getting strangers to review your stuff. And especially the edit that's number one is Mm -hmm. let's get somebody who's never seen this and not our friends and family, please, because we need, like, we need to know are people going to laugh here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any and surprising moments that you didn't expect to laugh that people just go nuts for or anything like that? Um, or vice versa, surefire <laughs> jokes that just well, dead there's, jokes. There's yeah. always the moment where we think it's the most dramatic moment, and <laughs> they're always laughing when a uh, uh, bonsai walks in the kitchen at the end and he says, Four years ago? So serious and yeah. heartbreaking. Uh, yeah, it's you know, it's, it's sad. Come on, and, and they, they laugh. Always laugh. <laughs> One funny thing was Alaska people got the Alaska stuff. So like, we go up to Hatcher Pass and they're like, ha, ha, "I know Hatcher Pass." <laughs> yeah, and then we do a shot of the bathroom halfway up Hatcher Pass, and they laughed so hard when that showed up. And I was like, "I guess it's funny because you know that's the bathroom." <laughs> But yeah, that's always, and that's why I think it's fun about editing is you get to go back and tweak, editing your own things, you know, and like you're not stuck to some studio thing where you're like, yeah. turn it in, you're done forever, and then move on. <laughs> um, Apparently, it's becoming a thing to edit other people's films too, because not only has Soderbergh been every couple months coming out with something interesting, uh, most recently is 2001 Edit, which I haven't gotten to walk, look at yet. Did you guys see that? Uh, no, I did read about it though. And also uh, some random stranger on the internet edited the Hobbit trilogy down to four hours. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do want to watch that, How definitely. They cut out all of the anything where Gandalf leaves and goes off somewhere else. They're just like, nope. <laughs> yep. And they cut off the uh, what's-her-name from Lost. Like I said, oh, didn't, yeah. need her, didn't need a little love story. She's gone. I'm but sure you could, yeah, you can do it. The thing that hooked me was that they talked about how much more Martin Freeman, like they didn't cut like anything of him. And I'm like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, he is the <laughs> Hobbit, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, good. So what are you up to right now? I know you've been working a little bit here in Boston remotely. What's What are you keeping busy with? Um, I'm working on this documentary right now. It's been a almost a year, well, no more than over, a year. yeah, <laughs> over a year. Um, and it's this um, uh, story about a team of uh, basketball players in uh, Los Angeles and California in the eighties who were all uh, dwarves, little people, and so <laughs> they started playing. Uh, in, no, actually, I think it was more the 70s. They mm-hmm. were created by uh, this uh, um, dwarf factor, Billy Barty, who was in um, Wizard of Oz. The Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's the... No. Lollipop kid. No, the, oh, no, that's the other guy. Oh, okay. No, he was in Willow. But I don't really so in addition <laughs> to the elder in Willow. In addition to Warwick. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, so I'm, I'm uh, working on this right now. And uh, I'm at the stage where I have to... So we have a lot of archival footage like uh, of their games and a lot of pictures from back then. And so we kind of have the structure of the interviews and now I'm, I have to you know, pick the, the archival footage, like the, the good pictures to illustrate the story and... The games and all that. 
So, which I've never done before. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. So, what do you see as opposed to narrative editing versus documentary? Uh, you just have a lot more options. They always say documentary film editors are actually just writers, right? Like you're yeah. you're writing the story, you, yeah. Kind of. That's what, how I felt when I was, I started work just editing the the interviews first because you have to pick the right. I mean the the you have to really dig into what they say that you think is the most relevant to the story you're trying to say and the most. Uh, yeah, that's the most interesting parts, and so doing that, I think, yeah, you're just trying. Basically, you're writing your own story, and then trying to get the archival footage on top. That's supports. Yeah, it's even it's it's hard because you have a lot to choose from. It's harder, I think, maybe too too much choice paralysis. Yeah, yeah. But and that's then, the good. The good problem is you have too much yeah. to pick. From. And then also you have to be accurate because all this, the photos I get there, I'm not. I don't know if that's the the game they were talking about necessarily. Cause, so I can yeah. get wrong. So you have all this research work to do too. Um, and uh, and it's does that usually yeah, fall to the editor, or is it kind of like in collaboration with an expert? It isn't well. Uh, uh, I have an assistant who helps me. You know, I haven't really talked to him uh, directly because he's in LA and he's working with the director, <laughs> and so they're working on the the all the documents together. And then they they tell me, okay, you can use that portion over that one. So yeah, they definitely make the work easier with the research. And he, uh, tell us about how you got this job, because this is, he's a good, great filmmaker. He just got yeah. a great documentary film a couple of years ago, came out, won a bunch of awards. Mm-hmm. His name is uh, Ryan Green. Uh, he's a friend of uh, Leslie, Andrew Writings. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. L-A-R. He's on a yeah. previous pseudo show episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, I was kind of looking for work, didn't really know what was, uh, what was what I was gonna work on next? And uh, Leslie told me about this uh, documentary job, and I said, "Hey, maybe I, I can talk to your friend." And I've never done editing document documentary before, but I was curious to try. And then I met with him, and uh, and uh, yeah, we started working on it. So right now, I don't know, I don't know when we'll be done because <laughs> it's been a while, but. Hopefully it will it will come out sooner than later. Oh, we'll look forward to that. Mm-hmm. The Hollywood shorties. All right. The Hollywood shorties. <laughs> I I've heard it obviously down the hallway for about a year now. So I'm very familiar with all the footage as well. If you need a stand in, um, and also the director is a podcaster as well, Mike. I don't know if he's on a. Uh, network yet but oh. he's a very uh, prolific podcaster on mustaches and beard keeping oh. um, do you think we could get him on this yeah. show i guess we should discuss that live <laughs> yes let's do that <laughs> ryan green do you want to be on our podcast no. um but that's called mustache and blade uh he's a cool guy i'm sure he'd do a guest spot and he um we, we had some beard stuff going on recently maybe he'd have us on his yeah. show too um but that's fun. Anyways, uh, so that's what you're keeping busy with. Um, anything else editing-wise, you're you're going to look for your next gig in L.A., yeah. you think, soon? Yeah, hopefully when I uh, when I get back in a couple, well, actually in a few weeks now. Um, my goal is to get into the union, the editing union in L.A. Because... Uh, uh, you're eligible. Yeah. So your next job... Can and should be unions. So explain it like I'm five. Is that like getting tenure in academia? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> I mean, not that you can't be fired or something, but that it's a big deal. Or it's it's a pretty well you well you get a lot of um, uh, how do you say health. It's, uh, benefits. There's benefits. There's access to all the gold mine of. 
what shows and, so, and movies yeah. you want to work on. Yeah, pretty you, much you, all the shows on TV are union. You're yeah. not just stuck on random independent stuff, but can actually get on. And then, then you get paid better too. So yeah, the pay is significant and, and guaranteed because you're union. So yes, and then when you work overtime, they make sure that you get paid <laughs> that, those hours because. Right. Uh, yeah, you work long hours. Do you get asked to work overtime a lot on other stuff? <laughs> um, or do you have well, to end up doing it? Yeah. Yeah. On the last uh, show I did, yeah, I had to work overtime and didn't get paid. Well, I mean, get paid the same. You do so. 12 hour days and get paid an eight hour day's mm-hmm. wage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Independent cinema. <laughs> well, definitely nice to. Uh, that seems like a way better arrangement for the work of editing. Um, as much as we love our friends and family, the working for them is not always the the most substantially <laughs> rewarding, at least financially, thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I've done some stuff for friends before, and it's like, yeah, I'll do this. I love you, but I can't make my whole life this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I thought... I see in our show notes a, a wonderful topic I think we should turn to now, and that's Oscar nominations. Oh, Yay. Juliet's hot under the collar for one famous snub. <laughs> oh, uh, who? Jennifer Aniston? No. <laughs> she was not. Okay. I haven't seen it. So she was know. a snub, but I, don't, I haven't seen it either. So. Uh, so who do you feel did get snubbed, if we want to start with the snubs? <laughs> <laughs> what's um, your number one? You just wild. Yeah, I saw Wild uh, Reese with a spoon. She got nominated. She got nominated. Yeah, did, yeah, best actress. Movie. And Laura, but I don't think Laura she did. Dern for supporting. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I guess I thought the movie was was in the it was nominated too, but it wasn't, which would surprise and me. And it should have been, you think? I think so, but I don't know. I don't get to decide. So. <laughs> you don't. Unfortunately, not yet. Maybe oh, next right, year. Right. <laughs> oh, okay. That's a fast way into the academy. Um, of the nine best pictures, how many have you seen? Um, I've seen almost uh, all of them. I haven't seen. So, should I say what I haven't seen? Sure. Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen Birdman and The Theory of Everything. So, see, theory of everything, I just don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> You're just avoiding. It's, yeah, it's just not very interesting. It's just me. the new A Beautiful Mind. Yeah. <laughs> Except he doesn't see people, crazy people, but. Yeah. He's crazy numbers in spaces. So. You, sh- you got to track down Birdman, though. Yeah. Yeah. And you guys just caught up recently on Selma, didn't you? Yeah. yeah yes, last night. <laughs> Um, the one that I haven't seen that I really want to see is Whiplash. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course, for you, too, as music person, yeah. drummer, yeah. et cetera. Yeah, really great. Looking at the list, I, I definitely see like some definite, like, yeah, that kind of deserves to win versus, like, how did this get into the list? <laughs> like, I really enjoyed Imitation Game. I don't think it's best picture material i agree um yeah it it seemed very functional well done like entertaining like best though i never got any best vibe the one thing i'd probably granted is alexander despot's soundtrack is awesome in Mm -hmm. it yeah yeah you probably track that right the soundtracks yeah well he does he does the soundtrack for like 40 percent of the movies (laughs) Anyway, yeah. and he just did Grand Budapest, didn't he? Or one of the, or maybe he did. Yep, yeah. he did Grand Budapest. Yeah, he. I think he was nominated three times or something at the Golden Globes. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not familiar with him. I just am seeing his name a lot now, so it's like, oh, this, this yeah. So he's nominated good. for both of those movies, <laughs> Imitation and Grand Budapest. Yep, competition with himself. So, any other categories where you have strong opinions on? Who should or should not have been in the list? <laughs> um, I feel like Boyhood is a great film, and it's got, it's got this strange indie buzz about it. But I don't know. I didn't watch a great film last year that entertained me as much as Grand Budapest. But I'm biased. Yeah. Um, but I just that's just because I'm biased. I like to have fun at the movies too and entertained, and then. 
I, boyhood, I did like get a little sleepy at times until Ethan Hawke would show up and kind of be like, oh, yeah, like, wait, this is interesting. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah it does have a lot of buzz. I feel like it's either going to sweep a ton of categories or it's going to get like nothing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then I don't know, like, if it doesn't, who gets it then? Like, who's getting things? Yeah. Um, major animated fall was not the Lego movie. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what not even there? mentioned. Yeah, that is strange. Like, I, How to Train Your Dragon 2 is a sequel, and it was a mailed-in garbage hero's journey yeah. story. And then Big Hero 6, I didn't see, but I had heard from some people that it was just kind of story-wise kind of broken. Yeah. Um, really fast. Hmm. What is Song of the Sea? I didn't see that one. Mm. I didn't see it either. Okay. Do you think the like the Academy will ever stop siloing foreign films into one tiny other category? <laughs> <laughs> I know there's hundreds of you made a year, but we're going to pick five. Yeah, because <laughs> if Big Hero 6 and Imitation Game can... <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, seriously. Like, it's so limited. And like one movie comes out of each country, well, five countries, and then... <laughs> Even then, yeah. That's wild. Um, well, what about you, Juliet, editing? That's your thing. What do you think about these? We have American Sniper, Boyhood, Grand Budapest, Imitation, and Whiplash. I would say Whiplash, without a doubt. Yeah? Be- yeah. Um just uh i mean you haven't seen it but yeah it's it's really i was uh, flabbergasted so <laughs> anything you can remember to describe about the editing technique or decisions or like uh, is it fast is it the the juxtaposition of things or it's just the the parts where he's playing the drums that's uh, that was uh uh i don't i don't know how to Describe it. Captured you. Yeah, I thought it was just. Uh, I have to. I would have to watch it again. But the first time I watched it, I was. Uh, I was really impressed by it. Just. Uh, I don't know. And I imagine something, especially like drumming, like the the continuity and flow, and like all of that's even more important than oh, guys walking across the room. You can kind of forgive it mm-hmm. if he loses a step or something. Yeah, I just I'm just curious about the process, how they did it. You know, yeah. If if he was like he probably was really playing it at times, but not all the time, because sometimes I think he was replaced by a oh, by a professional, double, yeah, yeah. A, so, a hand model, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or even even audio wise. You know, I don't think he was always he was the one drumming. Yeah. He was just pretending. So uh, yeah. I don't really know how that process went. It was really the guy who played drums on the uh, Birdman soundtrack. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. One of the jokes about the editing category is the winner is always not best editing, but most editing. Yeah. (laughs) And I do think Whiplash has that going for it, too. But it's justified, so it's... Oh, it's totally justified, yeah. And that's something where I would, like... I know, Justin, you had some mixed feelings on Birdman, but as a production, I think it editing would be one thing you might toss its way. Yeah, other than how it had to be seamless and that had to pull that off. Um, yeah. Yeah, that was... Yeah, Juliet, you have to see it so we can talk about it. But. And uh, Joel Cox, who edited The American Sniper... Um, with Gary D. Roach. I don't know who that is, but <laughs> Joel Cox, he went to see us at AFI. He talked about um, working with Clint Eastwood. Yeah. It was a great uh, discussion. And I think it was back when he Because he did, does a lot of his... He, do, he does yeah. all, of his, all of his movies. Yeah. So he explained the process. And I think it was uh, Jay Edgar back then that he was working on. Okay. So, so you know that guy. It'd be yeah, cool to see him. him. <laughs> <laughs> One funny category I want, I'm curious to see is, um, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio is a famous never, ever, ever, ever one, always nominated. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. he is an executive producer on a documentary feature that's nominated. <laughs> I would love to see that win and that be his first Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> and he gets up on stage and thanks everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but I love how the internet erupts with a bunch of like sad gifts of him after he doesn't win. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> he needs to keep losing for the meme control. <laughs> yeah, and production design, another one that's most production designed will win. Um, Into the woods. Most sound mixed. <laughs> yeah. Interstellar, maybe. I don't know. I didn't see Unbroken. I don't yeah. think Interstellar. Remember how you can't understand what they say? Yeah, yeah they got nominated. I read that Nolan said that was on purpose. Yep. Mm-hmm. That it was think. some like, you just need to feel emotion about it. Don't worry about what they're saying kind of explanation, <laughs> which I'm a little iffy on. But even Which yeah. sounds like, eh, we didn't feel like going back in. Yeah, he basically pulled the it was all planned that way card. But <laughs> yeah. Did they go in and edit it anyway or change the mix? No, the only one they did that was for the Batman Bane voice. Oh, but yeah, because I couldn't understand this. anything Bane said no. in the theater. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, that's, I mean, that's a pretty good overview of Oscars. I guess I, I feel like Boyhood will do stuff and then maybe they'll throw a bone to Grand Budapest and something else, but. I do have to call out while we're, while Bane's still a little fresh on our minds that uh, Chris Hardwick had a good joke about Bane Jovi and he was just singing in Bane's voice. But okay, <laughs> that's it. Um, what are your favorite performances of the year? Anything you see? Two hundred movies. A well, year. he didn't get it, but I loved Ray Fine so much. So yeah, screwed. He did, he wasn't nominated. No. I was just amazed that it seemed like he had been in Wes Anderson movies the whole time. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, he's in like four of them, right? Oh, no, this is the first one. Yeah. Uh, Benedict and a Benedict. Uh, Brad, uh, I mean, Michael Keaton, I feel like we'll get it. I don't know. I mean, I was Steve Carell, I thought was. I mean, yeah, he was wearing a lot of makeup. That's and why he'll get it. <laughs> <laughs> he went ugly. I didn't. Recognize? I didn't know it was Steve Carell. <laughs> I didn't see him. And then we've only seen Wild and Gone Girl for the women. All I do is complain about how the women roles are so hard to come by. So yeah, we need to track down yeah. these others. It's gonna be Julian Moore though, probably. Mm. Play sick person, <laughs> old or dying. <laughs> Um, not Meryl Streep supporting Patricia Arquette. Uh, I'm Laura Dern. Yeah, maybe. Or not Keira Knightley. <laughs> not Emma Stone. Yeah, I don't know. It's going to be Patricia Arquette, but yeah. Laura Dern was pretty. I'm, I'm feeling a boyhood sweep, I think. Yeah, I feel like once they <clears throat> loved it, they're just going to give it everything. It's a really Directing. safe vote. But, yeah. And isn't it when they got already the, the Golden Globe, they get the Oscar? That's been verified a lot, right? It's a pretty good. But thing. what was it like this last like 18 years, the Producers Guild picks best, direct, best picture, and they just picked American Sniper. Huh. Oh, yeah. And I don't think that's going to win. Is it, is it too controversial? Did you see the Gaffigan tweet about like yeah you know how we beat that we just anyone who liked it must be a crazy person (laughs) (laughs) they win uh super entertaining like suspenseful at points and then too long and then and then the fake baby (laughs) then the fake baby baby. (laughs) oh no don't look it up it's a doll it's It's plastic (laughs) <laughs> bubbling in his hands. Like, Is it okay? And Bradley Cooper makes his little hand move <laughs> to make it look real. Is it uh, worse, worse than GoPro footage in Hobbit? Yes. <laughs> yeah, just find some gifts of fake baby sniper and it's there. Um, bad. Yeah, so it won't win because of the fake, <laughs> the fake baby. baby. <laughs> uh, so that's amazing. But I like we can hone in on that and not like <laughs> the state of, you know, the war in Iraq and what it meant that we were even there. And then and then like, no, nah, there was a fake baby. I couldn't stand it. <laughs> Bradley Cooper put on a lot of weight, too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. No, he was good. Yeah, we'll see. I guess, um, well, when this airs, the Oscars will be in a couple weeks. So, yeah, yeah stick true. around. Let's see how we did. Juliet, last year, Juliet won. The uh, Oscar pool, wherever we were, I forget. That was two years ago, I think. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
What what was the movie? No, no, no. Got it this year. Last year. Two years ago. Uh-huh. Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. Um That's right. Great. Yeah. For Hunger Games, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't remember the movie though. I have was it Silver that? Linings or was No, it, it was Silver after Lines? that. No. It was after Silver Linings. She won Silver Linings and then she won for American Hustle. No. I think she did. No, I don't think she did. Oh, who remembers? Um, okay. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Anyway, um, that's great. Yep. Julia Edwards was on the pseudo show, <laughs> and you did a great job. <laughs> Thank you so much for being with us. Um, is there anywhere people should find you on the internet? Do you have a certain like Twitter account or website you'd like to call out? Uh, I'm on Twitter. Uh, my, uh, how do you say my Name, how username. Do you, how do you want to say it? I don't know. <laughs> okay. Grab a pen and <laughs> piece of paper. <laughs> uh, it's at Jumoma Chapeau. <laughs> J-U-M-O-M-A-C-H-A-P-O-U. Nice. And that's all of your middle names. Yeah. Well, parts of them. <laughs> we'll put it in the show notes. Ah, yeah. That's Look at the show notes. Which, speaking of, uh, if you want to check out the show notes to this episode, you can head to sunriserobot.net slash show slash 15. Um, and if you uh, really want to help us out, um, subscribe and uh, vote for us in iTunes. Go to our, go to our iTunes page and uh, leave a review and give us a good rating. And that would be awesome. Um, you can also help us out on our new network home at Sunrise Robot if you go to that website. Um, there's some ways you can actually support the network and keep us making great shows. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, I'm Mike Edwards. You can find me at pseudomichael.com or at Medwards Music on Twitter. And Justin, how about you? Yeah, I'm pseudojustin, uh, Twitter on .com, and that's that. Okay. Thank you. See you next time. All right. Thank you.